You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Before we get started, we are two writers who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog, and we've been covering the Chargers for over six years, doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. I also write for the LA Football Network, and this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Welcome into the show. A special thank you to anyone who is checking out the show for the first time. And another special thank you just to all of our loyal fans coming back and checking in on us again. But on today's show, we're going to be getting into a poll that we put over the weekend out on Twitter where we were asking, you know, what do you guys think that the Chargers need, right? And a lot of you guys gave some positions and some of you just gave players that could come in and help the Chargers. But David, how are you doing? Are you excited to get into what we're getting into today? Yes, man. I'm doing great. Um, another opportunity to talk about some Chargers football with my good buddy Dan. Of course, I'm excited, man. That almost sounded true. You know, I almost <laughs> I almost believed you if I didn't know you better. But I'm really excited to get into some of these names because we haven't really done like a post-draft, you know, free agents available kind of thing yet. So at the end of the show, we'll get into that. In the second segment, we'll just talk about, you know, what positions the Chargers are really light at at the moment, what positions they could add to. A lot of ones we've talked about before, but I mean, safety, interior, defensive line. One person said quarterback, so you don't know really what we're going (laughs) to get into. But we're going to start the show with some good old-fashioned power rankings. And I know at this time of the year, it seems like a very strange time to look at power rankings. I mean, there are post-draft power rankings. Where does your team sit after the draft? All of those things. But we're talking about this one because they had the Chargers ranked as the third best team in the NFL, right? I mean, when third is the last best. time? Yeah, when's the last time you saw the Chargers ranked that highly on a list? I disagree with it, but let's go ahead and get into it, right? So this is from USA Today, Touchdown Wire by Doug Farrar. And he has the Chargers as the third best team in the NFL after the draft. He talks about the Chargers bringing in Rashawn Slater, saying that the last time we saw him, he was kicking Chase Young's butt. And he also talked about how Asante Samuel Jr. is just a perfect fit for Brandon Staley and the Chargers' new defense. But obviously, that's you know banking a lot on rookies too, right? I mean, those are the two biggest needs. The Chargers filled them in the draft. Hats off to them. That's great. But this list also has the Kansas City Chiefs, who were just in the Super Bowl, ranked as the sixth best team in the NFL. So David, when you see that third best team in the NFL, second best team in the AFC on this list. What did you think? You're like, woo! I'm, no, I'm just kidding. Of course, uh, you look at the list and, and then, I mean, as a Charger fan, you get excited because obviously the Chargers have done a lot of good things this offseason, revamping the offensive line with free agency and adding some key pieces there and also continuing that 
uh, in the draft getting Rashawn Slater and then addressing the defense and getting Asante Samuel Jr. And, and they've made some great moves and they have a new coaching staff and they have a new head coach. But to, to put them third, uh, I mean, even me as the, one of the most <laughs> optimistic Charger fans out there. I mean, if you've listened to this show the last several years, you know sometimes I am more of a fan than I am an analyst. But in this situation, I can't. I just I love the fact that they're, they're they're placed third on this, but I don't agree with it. I just think there's too much unknown there, Daniel. There's so much development that needs to take place. The injuries need to break their way. There's so much that need to go right for the Chargers for this you know this prophecy, if you will, to <laughs> really play out. Yeah, I like that the prophecy, right? I mean, speaking of the prophecy, yes, we've seen the picture of the seven and nine Buccaneers. You know, going and playing in their home stadium the next year for the Super Bowl. I'm not buying into that, but I think this is just all kind of comes back to. Yeah, and like as Chargers fans, you know, and like people who have covered the Chargers our entire life, you don't get to have nice things, right? You know, you have a great (laughs) roster in 2006, and then Marlon McCree happens, right? You have all these things, the best offensive defense in 2010. You don't make the playoffs. Uh, So, I mean, like, there was just. A disbelief that the Chargers could have so many things break their way. And for this to happen, David, I mean, we can look at some of the teams. I mean, the Packers are right behind them at four. The Ravens are at five. The Chiefs are at six. The Browns are at seven. I mean, you could make the argument that all of those teams are probably more complete or deeper than the Chargers are, right? So I think that what comes with this is presumed health, number one, right? You're assuming the Chargers are going to stay really healthy because... With the roster that they have, at the top end of it, it's as talented as any team out there. I mean, just in my opinion, obviously, but quarterback you feel good about. Wide receiver, you have a couple wide receivers you feel really good about. You feel so much better about the offensive line, but even that is thin, right? I mean, you feel good about the five guys we expect to start, but you're assuming they're going to be healthy, which would be a giant And how often does that happen? (laughs) Exactly, right? And so you're kind of building into your expectations as Charger fans that somebody's going to get hurt and that things probably aren't going to go as well as you think they could. And this is the time of year where, say what you want about, you know, East Coast bias, all those things. The Chargers are always the darling going into the season, if they can put it together, right? They're always the dark horse team that could make a leap kind of thing. But The sexy pick. Exactly. And, like, I just think that, like, obviously – Death is so important, so health is going to have to be such a big part of this. And it's not just help either for me, Dave, because I think the other thing that comes along with this is you're going to need huge leaps out of Jerry Tillery. You're going to need huge leaps out of Nazir Adderley. You're going to need a pretty good leap from Kenneth Murray while also hoping that Drew Tranquil can build off a season after a lost season, right? And he had a really good rookie year, and now he has to come back another year after not really playing any football and hope to build on that. So as much as, you know, health is the huge thing here, because if they stay healthy, obviously, I mean, pretty much any team would say that. If they stay stay healthy, they have a chance to be an elite team. But you're also going to need some leaps out of those kind of players while also expecting, you know, to get good starting play out of rookies like Rashawn Slater and Asante Samuel Jr. Yeah, and I mean, you feel good about those two guys for sure. But I think... When you look at this list, I think this is more of a projection. This is what the Chargers could be. 
not in, not not necessarily what they are now. I mean, I think you you definitely love the improvements that they made. I mean, it's clear and obvious that they had a plan to address the offensive line. That Brandon Staley came in and saw that this offensive line was not going to cut it, um, and that. Justin Herbert did some absolutely incredible magician-like things behind an offensive line that was one of the worst in the league, and you can't expect that to happen year over year. So they made a commitment to improve that unit. I feel like they did that. Still think there's work to do, but I think overall, like I said, this is a projection because if health works out like you said, if we get some some great production out of rookies. If we get some production out of guys that need to take some steps forward, like you said with Jerry Tillery and Nazir Adderley, and also I'd like to throw in Justin Jones in that category and Uchenna and Wilsu as well, who's going to get an opportunity to really be the yep. other guy opposite of Joey Bosa out there. We haven't really seen what he can do on a consistent basis because he hasn't had playing time. He's always had Melvin Ingram there as the guy who is the starter. Now he's going to be the guy, and we don't know what that's going to look like, but I think with this new coaching staff, this new offensive line, I think there's some just a lot of optimism there, and that's why I think you see this third-ranked projection right here. Yeah, there's a lot of optimism, especially when you know you take the two glaring needs that you have and you feel like you have filled them. But yes, Uchenin Wosu, that's a great call as another person that's really going to have to step up. I mean, there are a lot of guys that are going to have to really, really improve for the Chargers to be legitimate Super Bowl contenders this year. And, I mean, having them third means you're a legitimate Super Bowl contender. But, I mean, just having Derwin James and Joey Bosa on the same field at the same time is going to be such a big deal for the Chargers if those two guys can stay healthy, if the offensive line can gel because there's four new guys there, right? That's a lot of chemistry that has to happen in a short period of time. Yes, the Chargers have a really, really top-heavy, very talented front line of guys. And I think at their best, they can compete with anyone. So in that sense, number three doesn't seem crazy. But let's be honest. I mean, it's all a projection if you're you know doing this before the season. A lot of things will have to break right for the Chargers. For them to live up to these lofty standards that not everyone agrees with. I mean, I looked around. New York Post had him 20th. NFL.com had him 15th. That's more where you'd expect the media to kind of be on the Chargers with a new head coach, with a lot of starters leaving from last year's roster. I mean, a lot of big question marks for this team and rookies that are going to have to step into big roles and guys whose projection is going to have to finally match up with their production, and that's going to have to show up on the field. But we do have two more segments to get into, so we're going to look at exactly where the Chargers are light as far as their positional depth a couple of really key positions like safety, interior defensive line, maybe even still the offensive line. So we're going to talk about what you guys had to say about where you think the Chargers have their biggest needs on this roster coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys, Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text DRAFT to 231231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels, and it increases energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, if you guys text right now, they will include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, which is the most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Just text DRAFT to 231-231. That's DRAFT to 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. 
Also, guys, I have to tell you that the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast is BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all of the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all of your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. And right now, guys, there's a lot of NFL future bets that you guys can go hit on, especially, you know, the Chargers winning the AFC West, the Chargers winning the winning the Super Bowl. Tons of futures bets right now. Even you can bet on some Chargers rookies and maybe some awards races for them. So much only at betonline.ag. And all you have to do is head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, one word, at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, David. Well, one of the things that we did over the weekend was kind of just put out a little tester to see kind of how people felt about this roster and where they really needed to improve. And I think it came in two different ways. It came in players specifically that could come in and help the Chargers, right? And we'll talk about that in the next segment when we talk about the best free agents still available. But they also just talked about a lot of the positions that the Chargers need. And people were very vocal about, you know, what positions they thought the Chargers needed help at and I think for the most part it kind of matched up with our own sensibilities but number one on the list with 18 out of the 32 comments saying this specific position was safety which is not you know a big surprise especially you know if these guys are listening to our show because we know that the depth at safety right now is incredibly thin you have Derwin James and Nazir Adderley you're going to need Nazir Adderley to play a lot better but He doesn't really have a backup right now. Both of the backups are Alohi Gilman and Mark Webb, who we know will work in the slot as well. And you don't really have a backup free safety on the roster. So it seems like everyone is kind of catching on to the fact that, I mean, this position right now for the Chargers is incredibly thin. It is incredibly thin. There's no question about that. I mean, I think in a vacuum, you look at Derwin James and the way Nazir Adderley plays the free safety position. And if those two guys are playing at their best and they're, healthy and they're on the field at the same time, I think you can definitely see some magic and some fireworks that could come from that. But that, again, is in a vacuum, and we do not play in a vacuum, unfortunately. That lack of depth, is it's scary right now. I mean, it really is, because as much as you'd love to see Derwin James out there all 17 games or and more, and Nazir Adley the same, you can't expect that. And going into this season, You don't want to see what Alohi Gilman is going to look like on the football field right now in a role that relies on extensive snaps. It's just not something that you really want to see. And behind Nazir Adderley, I mean, who is going to play free safety? I mean, I think is a a valiant question. So is that going to be an undrafted free agent? Is that going to be someone that they're going to bring in? I mean, they can't really feel comfortable going into the season with that type of depth uh, at that position. And I think our listeners identified that. Safety specifically, it's not even like a question of can Brandon Staley develop someone to be behind Nazir Adderley. I don't know who that player would be right now on the current roster. So he talked about it before the season and said, you know, we will add numbers to that position. And there's a couple of guys in free agency still available that could potentially back him up. We'll get into that after this, but undoubtedly one of the biggest needs for the Chargers right now. The second place position for what positions the Chargers need to fill by you guys when you guys responded to this was a tie between interior defensive linemen and also edge rushers. So 
David, I think we all know right now, with the interior of the defensive line, yes, you can maybe get a bump from Jerry Tillery and he could improve. I'm not going to rule that out by any means. But the edge rusher position, I feel like the Chargers at least feel like they're set there, right? I mean, for yeah. the interior guys, you have guys like Cortez Broughton, right? who's down there. I mean, you have Joe Gaziano, who's an undrafted free agent from last year who played defensive end in college. It's hard to get excited about those guys behind Limbaugh Joseph, who's getting up there in age, so I think that's a definite need at this point still. But for the edge defenders, I mean, you technically have six guys right now. I mean, I'm not saying we believe in Emeka Igboule or Jesse Lemonier to play significant snaps. But after that, I mean, I think the Chargers feel good about the top four of Joey Bosa, Uchenin Wosu, Kyler Fackrell, and then Chris Rump the second, who they just drafted. So I think there is some disconnect there with how the Chargers feel about their edge group and how the fans feel about it. Yeah, and and I was talking to you before before we started recording about Kyler Fackrell. I think Kyler, Kyler Fackrell is a guy who's going to be on the field a lot. I mean, I, I really do believe that. I mean, just based off of how they've spoken about him, they say he's very versatile. They say he can set a good edge. He can provide some pass rush. He has some decent sack numbers in his career. So I think this is a guy who's going to come in and and play a lot more than some people expect. And I'm sure he's easy to forget because he hasn't played a a single game in in Lightning Bolts yet. But this is a a guy who's going to be a core member of that that unit, and I think he's going to be on the field quite a bit. And, you know, in Chen and Wosu, I'm just really excited to see what he's going to be able to do with more playing time. And Chris Rump the second, I, I think he's going to be a guy who's going to have to earn his way onto the field. I think you're going to see him a lot on special teams first, and he's going to have to, to earn some snaps. And I think you'll have some dedicated packages for him, but I don't know if you're going to see him on the field as much. And of course, in the NFL, you're always looking for more corners and more edge defenders, more guys that can get after the quarterback. So you can never feel as great as you want to about that position. But, I mean, I think overall, to be quite honest, I think the Chargers are, are fairly satisfied there. Yeah, I think they're fine. I mean, it's still so much of a wait-and-see approach with this because you don't know what Uchenna is going to look like in this new role. And you also don't know if you're going to get the version of, you know, Kyler Fackrell that had 10 plus sacks or the one that's had less than four sacks in every other season besides that one, right? So yes. there is a high variance there. You're counting on Brandon Staley to get the most out of that, but I do think it's fine. I'd much rather put more help on the interior of the defensive line than Me on the too. edge, but hey, Mel, maybe Melvin Ingram's still an option for this team. We'll get into that in the next segment, but the other one I want to touch on here, or I guess a couple more would be corners because after the top three guys you feel good about and you're you know banking on Asante Samuel being good you also have Chris Harris Jr. and Michael Davis after that you know it's the Tavon Campbells it's the Brandon Faison's guys that the Mark Webbs the Ryan Smiths you you don't know how you really feel about those guys playing actual corner right outside of special teams so I get you know wanting to bring in a corner and I think that's kind of a valid question of the Chargers at this time is do you have the depth there that you feel good about if one of those guys go down especially with Chris Harris Jr. missing as many games as he did last year the depth there is not great but the interior of the offensive line and just offensive line depth was another thing that I think probably surprised some people linebackers was another one too and I think their linebacker depth is okay when you bring in Nick Neiman and you know what we think he could project into or a small role that he could play but Adding interior offensive linemen is never a bad idea, right, David? So I think yeah. now you're just looking at how does this team and coaching staff, new coaching staff, feel about guys like 
Scott Questenberry and Tyree St. Louis and guys like that. So I do think, you know, it is a valid kind of thing to bring up. I mean, Brendan Hymas is there now, but obviously, you know, you can never have enough experience or depth on the offensive line as the Chargers have learned all too well in the past. Yeah, I think you look at the middle of that offensive line and you feel really good about what you have there now with Lindsley. And I think for Scott Questenberry, every time he stepped on the football field, I didn't really see too much of a drop-off. And I think that's a compliment to him and what he's been able to do and, and what he's done with his limited snaps. So I feel good there. I think at the tackle position, I mean... For swing guys, I, I like Storm Norton. I think he can come in and he can play. I think he can be serviceable. I think really the concentration now is just to add more competition at the guard spots. I mean, Matt Fowler is definitely solid. But Odeo Bushi, I mean, he's a guy on the rise. But I still think he's a guy you still need to challenge and see who can win out. See who can be the best guy there and add some more depth at the guard position. But I think for the first time in a very, very long time, you feel pretty good about what you have on the offensive line. And it just feels kind of, uh, I don't know, weird saying that because <laughs> we've seen so many bad offensive lines throughout the years. But, yeah, I think it's just adding competition and letting them fight it out and see who the best man is at the end of the day. I mean, I think it's just weird that you don't have a glaring, you know, that's the number one need, obviously, kind right. of a feel out on the offensive line. Because before it was always like, yeah, left tackle, you know, offensive line. That was the obvious answer of what the team needs. And now we're talking about it, you know, fourth or fifth. I think that's a major improvement. And shout out to the fan that also, you know, said that about it, having it be, you know, for the first time forever, not being offensive line is the number one answer because... That is totally true. And a foreign feeling, especially for any Chargers fan, that has come along in the last 10 years because that's been about how long since they've had a really good offensive line. But there are some holes on this roster. There's also some veteran free agents that are still available. So coming up right after this, we will be getting into some guys, including Melvin Ingram, that could or could not make sense for the Chargers to try to bring in for some depth. But first, I need to tell you guys about the best protein bar on the planet. And of course, I'm talking about Bilt Bars. Bill Bar are my go-to snacks now because especially, you know, when I'm dieting and things like that, I always want something that tastes like a candy bar and I can never actually eat a candy bar pretty much on any diet that I've been on so far. Bill Bars are the next best thing. You're getting a delicious treat. You're getting something that's 100% covered in chocolate and soft and easy to chew. And you're getting a variety. They have so many different flavors to choose from. Peanut butter brownie, mint brownie, coconut almond, a ton of good flavors. And they're going to basically fit on any kind of diet that you're on because they're all low calorie, low carb, high protein, and high fiber. So you can fit this into your daily diet. You can take it with you to go, and it's going to taste great, most importantly. But right now, we can even save you guys some money. If you go to BuiltBar.com, you can use the promo code LOCKED15, and you can get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Chargers fans, well, we have one more segment we want to get into here, and it's something we haven't really talked about too much after the draft, which is free agency never closes, right? I mean, obviously, after the season, you can't bring in new guys and things like that, but just because the draft happens and just because free agency came first doesn't mean that there aren't still valuable players that are out there. I mean, there's a ton of big names, I think, still out there, namely guys like Richard Sherman is still sitting out there in free agency. I'm not going to advocate for the Chargers to bring him in, but there were some guys that you guys were very interested in. And now let's start with a reunion here, David, because one of the guys who seems to be gaining a lot of steam as far as guys the Chargers could bring in in free agency is a very well-known man 
named Melvin Ingram, who may or may not be a tight end. But as we see it now, we think he's going to make some more money being an edge rusher. And Definitely. he's going to be cheap, right, probably at this point, given he's visited a couple places. He haven't got, hasn't gotten what he's wanted at this point. And obviously, I'm sure he has a number and his agent have a number that they have in mind. But this is something we've almost completely ruled out. What do you think the chances are the Chargers could decide to bring back Melvin Ingram? And would you even be in favor of it? Yeah, so for for bringing back Melvin Ingram, the admiration and respect is obviously there for me. I mean, I loved what he's been able to do and uh, how he did a lot of the dirty work and didn't get a lot of credit for that. And, you know, he has been a productive member for the Chargers throughout his tenure, throughout his career. But the last couple of years have just been a just a just a huge drop off. And I mean, he's over the age of 30. He probably wants a certain amount of money. Um, I think it's Nuoso's time. I think it's it's he's waited long enough. He had three years. He had to wait under Melvin Ingram, and I'm sure he's just sitting there like, "Hey, you know, this guy's not getting it done. I can go out there and make an impact, make a difference." But because he's that veteran presence, the Chargers wanted him out there, and I, I get that, right? But I mean, the production wasn't really meeting the value at that point, so. As far as the likelihood of him coming back, I think that's under 5% at this point in time. I don't think there's very much allegiance to Melvin Ingram with the new coaching staff and the new head coach. So um, as much as I love and respect Melvin Ingram as a football player and as a personality, I think there's little to no chance that he's going to be returning to the Chargers. And he's a leader too, right? So you could see him helping out a lot of young Chargers defenders, but I don't see it either. I mean, Tom Telesco going into the draft said he felt good about the edge position. So there are a couple of guys out there. I mean, maybe there's someone else like Olivier Vernon that catches your attention, right? And Everson Griffin, who they wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole. But (laughs) I don't think that they're adding anything at that position at this point. But one position they do need to add bodies to is obviously the free safety position. And there's one guy that... There's been a lot of buzz about, I would say, on Twitter and Chargers social media, and that's Malik Hooker. And I think part of that comes from, you know, when he was coming out, the Chargers had a big need at free safety. That was pre-Derwin James, right, and all of that. But there was a big need, and he was a guy that a lot of Chargers fans said, you know, could make a lot of sense for them, especially because the ball productivity. I mean, he is a ball hawk, but since he's been in the league, he's dealt with a lot of injuries. Now he finds himself out on the market and he wouldn't necessarily be out there saying, hey, I need a starting job, right? But as far as bringing in competition, as much as you like Nazir Adderley at this point, he hasn't done anything to make you think there's no competing with him, right? So obviously the injuries are a big concern. He missed all but two games last season. He's never played a complete 16-game season. What would your interest level be in someone like Malik Hooker? I understand the interest level for sure. I mean, he is that prototypical type free safety guy who's going to be able to play center field and go get the football for you. But, I mean, those injuries are a major concern for me. And although that might mitigate the amount of money that he might be able to get uh, on a contract, and the Chargers do have space. They have the ability to give him a contract if they if they, if they they so choose. But I think if they, they go to the table, I think it's – Hey, Malik, I mean, you've been hurt. I mean, I'll give you an incentive-laden deal, something, you know, that that if you 
hit certain thresholds, you get certain amount of interceptions, you play certain amount of games, then the money on your contract could go up. The value on that could go up. But, uh, I mean, I would like it. I mean, as far as fit, I think he's the type of player that you're looking for. I think you have to feel really good about the medicals and where he's at. But if he's coming in healthy, uh, I think you have to uh, make a similar move like this. There isn't many guys out there that fit the billing for, you know, just a, a guy who could fit and a guy who's available that you think could even be an improvement or even add quality depth at this point in time. So I think he's a guy you have to seriously consider. I don't think there's very many other options that are similar. Yeah, and I mean, Brandon Staley really values getting the ball back to the offense, right? He talked about that a lot with Asante Samuel Jr. And he obviously only played two games last season, Malik Hooker did, but in the other three seasons, he was able to bring in seven interceptions, which is you know a number that shouldn't be taken lightly. Obviously, the Chargers have kind of hurt themselves with their track record of bringing in players like this, you know, and having them get injured or, you know, just not doing their due diligence as far as keeping guys healthy or being able to take injured guys and making them work. It just hasn't worked out for them in the past. So I think they don't really have that benefit of the doubt. But as far as, you know, getting a guy who could compete for the starting free safety role right off the bat, Malik Hooker could definitely do it. And he's also a guy that, you wouldn't feel great if he's your backup safety because, hey, if he goes in now, now you get the injury riddle, the guy filling in for the guy that's injured. Not ideal. I think that the Chargers will take a much more low-profile attack you know, in free agency if they decide to take in a safety. But yeah, not the worst option in the world, I would say. I mean, definitely a guy that has a lot of pros but also comes with some pretty heavy cons too. So the other positions here, I think, I mean, the most importantly – Outside of, you know, even though you guys had cornerback and with nine votes there, 10 votes for the interior of the defensive line, that's where I'd be looking right now to add a body, David. With Limbaugh Joseph's age, with the uncertainty surrounding everyone behind him, Justin Jones, Jerry Tillery, Cortez Broughton, Joe Gaziano, there are some guys out there, interior defensive linemen out there, that could potentially help the Chargers on a low veteran contract. Absolutely, there is. I mean, there's three guys that come to mind to me, and yeah, they're all over the age of 30, but they've had years of consistent success, not only as a run stuffer, but guys that can get after the quarterback from the interior as well. Guys like Jarrell Casey, who's 31. Guy like Kawan Short, who's 32. Geno Atkins is 33. All these guys at one point in time were dominant in the NFL. And yeah, they're coming off injuries and they're on the wrong side of 30. But if you give them that that short contract that, you know, another incentive laden type of deal. I mean, if, if they stay healthy, this is a buy low candidate and it's low risk, potentially high reward. I wouldn't mind them taking a look at any of those three guys. There's a lot of talent, right? I mean, all of those guys, you'd have to be hoping for a big bounce back season, whether it's health or production, none of those guys are coming off of a productive season, right? So it's obviously a big gamble. And the other thing is the age there is a big concern. Maybe they go cheaper, like a guy like Mike Pinnell, who has seemingly stuffed the Chargers running game by himself at times when they've played the Chiefs in the past, right? And I think if they do, like I said, I think they'll go low profile as far as additions there. I do think that, you know, if you combine one of those guys, like a Jarrell Casey with Limbaugh Joseph and both of those guys are in a rotation, I could definitely get behind that. I think it's something that could definitely work. You know, why not just bring in Jarrell Casey, Geno Atkins, all of these guys, and just see which one of them could stay healthy out there 
and that guy gets some playing Just time. Battle it out. They definitely have some snaps up in the air, and I mean, I think all of those guys are at this point more productive when they're not being used as much, right? When they can be in a formation, in a rotation where they can cycle in, cycle out, get the rest they need. Give me 20 to 25 snaps a game where you're going absolutely berserk. Give me some fortification against the run. That's really all you're looking for. And I think pretty much all of those guys would provide that. But if they decide to go corner, I don't think that they're going Richard Sherman. Steven Nelson's still out there. I don't think they would do that either. I don't know if they're going to go for any of the big names, but I do think that they should be looking you know, at potential competition for Brandon Faison and Tavon Campbell. Ryan Smith, I don't, you know, he's a special teams guy. So he'll, his roster spot will be safe as long as he can bring that special teams value. But you're not expecting anything out of him as a cornerback at this point. So what do you think about KJ Wright? I mean, I know the linebacker position is kind of solid, but I mean, this guy has been really good in the NFL and he's a guy who was one of the best coverage linebackers in the NFL, NFL at one point. So what do you think about KJ Wright? KJ Wright was on my initial list of just free agents that could help the Chargers before I knew he'd be available at this point. And I didn't think he'd be taking a tiny contract. And especially because, I mean, I know he was upset about his contract situation and said he wasn't going to go back to Seattle on a hometown discount. But it doesn't seem like he's getting much interest right now. And, you know, we've already seen some free agent dominoes come after the fact. And I think if he's going to take you know, a smaller deal. If he's going to take a discount, I probably would be in Seattle now that, you know, he can be like, Hey, you know, there's nothing else out there for me. I might as well go where I'm comfortable, go where I have a house, all of those things. But there's not a single linebacker on the chargers right now that has proven coverage ability. So yes, of course, as far as his talent, his age, his leadership and a very young group of linebackers, I think would be welcomed with open arms because he hasn't really lost a step very much at this point. He would still easily be the Chargers' best coverage linebacker, bar none. But the main thing is there's still guys out there that the Chargers could bring in that could play a big factor offensively or defensively, even though I think at this point we all know that the onus has been put on the defense to maybe solidify some depth there, which is something Brandon Staley has gotten from some lesser-touted players you know, in his coaching career, so we'll see kind of the avenue they take there. But... That is going to wrap things up for today's show. This week, we are going to be having some of our local college experts on the show. So tomorrow, you can expect us to be joined by Andrew Wade from Locked On Hawkeyes, the Iowa podcast, to talk about Nick Neiman. And then also later on in the week, we're going to be talking to the Locked On Seminoles podcast to get into Asante Samuel Jr. and to give us some insight there. So we're going to be sprinkling those in and just to get a little bit deeper insight on some of these collegiate players that are making their transition to the Chargers. So we're excited about that. Make sure to check back in with us for those. But until then, if you don't already, make sure you go follow both of us on Twitter. You can find me at DanTalkSports. You can find David at DroTalkSD, as well as the show at LockdownLAC. We're pretty much trying to be on every social media page, so you can also follow us on Instagram at LockdownChargers. And we also have a Facebook page at LockdownChargers as well. The easiest way to get the show is to... Follow wherever you get your podcast from. If you're having problems with Apple Podcasts, which a ton of people are, you can also find us on the new Odyssey app. You can find us on Google Podcasts. You can find our link tree on Instagram or on Twitter. That you can find any different place to find the show, all the different places you can find the show. So you can find us there and make sure to rate and review if you like the show as well. We would really appreciate it. 
The voicemail line is 323-524-7924. If you want to talk about free agents, you think the charge should bring in what you think about the Chargers offseason or anything, make sure you guys call in because we try to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show. But we'll be back with you guys tomorrow to get more into Nick Neiman with the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.